What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Money Noticias podcast. It's your fave Latina siblings, Israel and Sinestrovar, coming at you with the real deal on how to get your money right and secure the bag as Latinas and teachers of color. As an award-winning educator and personal finance expert, we are on a mission to bring anti-racist, culturally responsive financial literacy to Latinas and teachers of color. So if you're ready to get your money right, we're so glad you're here. Money Noticias is sponsored by the Dream Teacher Project. The Dream Teacher Project is on a mission to empower teachers and women of color to get their money right and build generational wealth. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is April, who was born in the Philippines, and she immigrated to the U.S. at the age of five. She spent seven years working in healthcare before embarking on her journey in the financial coaching industry. She founded Nurse Money Date, a financial coaching business that aims to empower nurses with personalized financial education as a certified financial education instructor and formal nurse. She understands the unique challenges nurses face in managing their finances. April's mission is to help nurses make more, save more, and invest more while also representing and empowering women and people of color in the financial space. And we are so happy to have been able to interview her. So let's get on with the interview. Hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Money Noticias. We are your hosts, Israel and Sonem Tovar. And today we have another dope guest with us. April, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's I'm in Sydney, Australia, and it's pretty gloomy today, but I actually like the cozy weather, so I'm doing really good. Oh my gosh, I do not like gloomy weather. It makes me feel, it, it actually makes me feel gloomy myself, like sad. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so I find that I'm more productive because I'm like, oh, it's like, it, it's like not good weather. I'll just stay inside and just like read a book oh, and really? do some work. Interesting. For me, I don't want to do shit. I'm just like, I'm sad. I just yeah. want to be in my bed, you know. Like... That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, There's a lot of that... science behind that. Yeah, that's the same for me. Like, I don't want to do anything. But you did yeah. grow up in Chicago, right? Yeah, so I actually was born in the Philippines. Um, and then I immigrated to the U.S. with my family when I was five. Um, we lived a little all over, like New York, New Jersey, but we spent a majority of my life in um, Chicago. So I'm newly um, from Sydney as of like seven months ago. But Chicago's my home. Girl, it's only been seven months? I know it feels like it's been longer. Yeah, I, feel like I could have sworn it's been like a year already. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So, can can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is April. I am a financial coach specifically for nurses. Um, so I worked in healthcare for about seven years, um, mainly as an ICU nurse um, in pediatrics, and that was. Um, a passion of mine for a really long time um, until it wasn't, right? And I'm very honest about it. I really did get burnt out very early. Um, and a lot of that was my fault. <laughs> I worked too hard too early. Um, and then COVID happened. So I entered the pandemic as a nurse already burnt out, trying to figure something out, whether that be grad school or entrepreneurship, um, and really saw how 
there was a lack of financial education specifically for nurses. And that translated into nurses being super unsafe in the workplace, right? They didn't have the finances, they didn't have the financial stability to leave an employer that was like, use the same mask for a month, which was my employer. Um, and so that really lit a fire within me to be like, this is not okay. Like I have this gift of being able to educate people specifically like nurses about their money. Um, so I took the leap and went into uh, entrepreneurship and um, have been coaching nurses and educating nurses about all things money. Yeah. When, so so some context, y'all, like April and I had a live, an IG live back in yeah. March of, of this year of 2023. Yeah. And we really like dive into, and we'll hyperlink that live into the show notes. Um but we really dived in, like, there's just so many parallels between, like, nursing and, like, teaching, um, specifically yeah. when it comes to, like, um, we get into these professions because we want to give back to our communities. And it's, like, most, like, a lot of folks who work in these professions are women. And so because of that gender dynamic, the patriarchy is really much impacting the professions um, and, like similar to you, I think from my experience, I also worked really hard and got burnt out really quickly. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's very much systemic, right? And and that's, I think, partly why um, I, I'm so passionate about helping teachers and, and you are helping, you know, helping nurses, like be able to like leverage money to be like, protect yourself. If you want to stay in the profession long term, you can do that, right? But like, have money so you can take breaks, so you can have options in the future, so you can pivot, do whatever you need to do if you need, if whenever that time comes, you know. Um, so, can you tell us why you just, why did you decide to become a nurse? Like, was it just because of your passion for for nursing, or were there other reasons? Yes, yeah. So, when I look back very early in my life, I really liked to teach. I was really good at school. I was really smart at like smart in the sense of like I could read and study and get really good grades. Obviously, there's definitely other ways to um, categorize your intelligence, but I was really good at school. I really liked kids and I really liked teaching. Um, so that was one piece. And the other really big factor that um, where I decided to go into nursing was my mom. Um, my mom has been a nurse my whole life. <laughs> and so she always steered me into, hey, you're really good at school. Um, you're a really good teacher. You can be a teacher in the nursing profession. You can teach other people to be nurses. So that was always my plan going into the field. And I was always the girl who like loved babies. <laughs> and I, was, I always loved to babysit. Like that was always my thing. Um, so I automatically knew I wanted to go into pediatrics. And then I was like, oh, I should look into school. And then that just brought up all this other stuff of like, do I really want to go back to, to school? Do I really want to get into more debt? Like what other routes can I go where I can still support myself, live out my passion, dreams of helping other people without going the traditional route of more school, more school, more debt. And so you were able to pivot from being a nurse to being a money coach. And I wanted to ask you, like, were you able to pivot because you had like an emergency fund? Did you save for this? Yeah. Did you know like a while before when you were still a nurse that you wanted to do this? Yeah, so I, I'm married. Um, and so that, you know, dual income has really helped. When I was working as a nurse, I lived at home for 
close to two years. And that really helped me pay down my debt. And then once I was living on my own, I was saving and investing aggressively. I met my husband probably three years into nursing. And it helped that he was just as passionate about investing and saving. Mm. So we combined our income and we, ever since we have pretty much met, our first conversation was actually about debt, which is a a different story. (laughs) Together, we have been able to save about anywhere from like 40 upwards of like 70% of our income. And that really has propelled our early retirement journey. And so since we've hit Coast Fi, which I remember we talked out on our live, um, since we hit Coast Fi, that really gave us that opportunity to say, hey, if nursing is not it for me long term, what other options do we have? And so we were able to really sustain ourselves with a single income from my husband because we were already so used to saving and investing a majority of our income anyway. So hitting Coast Buy was really that like that like number for us. We were like, okay, like we have the cushion, we have the safety net. Let's pursue another way to build wealth that isn't traditional. Mm, okay. So so can you talk to us a little bit about your money story? So you're talking about your how you're able to prepare for this transition. But like, can you take us back yeah. to when you were a kid? And how was that like your experiences with, with money? And, and how do yeah. you get into financial literacy? Like, can you talk to us more about that? Yeah, my my parents did a good job. My parents did a good job overall. Like, we had talked on our live about like scarcity mindset and being an immigrant. And Yes, that very much is true. And those those are things that I'm still working through today. But growing up, they did teach us like, hey, live below your means. Um, you shouldn't be going into debt. One thing that <laughs> my mom taught me that I just love and think about so much today is that you can't take your money to the grave. So she was very strong on like, yes, we're going to work hard. We're going to study hard, but we also are going to spend our money. And there's a lot of layers to this because like looking back, I'm like, well, we, you could probably put that towards retirement. But as a child, I was like, we're doing okay. Like we were able to go on vacations, eat out, do all those things. And again, there's a lot of layers to that. But for me as a child, it was, you work hard, you should be able to enjoy um, the fruits of your labor. And so that's something that I'm really grateful for um, that my mom has instilled in me, but there definitely was not any sort of conversation about stocks or portfolios or allocation or anything, just because our problems, the things that we were working on were completely different. My mom did invest, um, but it was not anything she was like really literate about. It was like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing five, 10% because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Really unaware of like the fees and all that kind of stuff. So once I grew up and um, worked as a nurse and had to pick my retirement plan, that's where my interest really grew. And I was like, I want to make sure I do this right, you know? Um, And so I started educating myself on those pieces and have been able to help my mom and other nurses in my family be able to set themselves up too. Hmm. And so can you, I'm curious, like, what was the, how do you consume personal finance? Like, was it through a book, through podcasts, through YouTube? Because for me, when I first started (laughs) consuming personal finance, I used to read lots of blogs. Yeah, uh, I was everything. (laughs) I am like, if I get into a topic, I'm like going all in. So it was like, books, podcasts, YouTubes, I bought programs, I did like coaching, like I did 
everything like from free to like paid i was just i because i saw the value in it right away and more than that like i had fun i was like oh this is so cool like my money's growing you know and it wasn't like this feeling that a lot of my clients experience i'm sure that your clients experience too this feeling of like dread for me it was the opposite i was like this is cool like everybody needs to know about this so like even on night shift when i had like a really easy assignment i would always have a book with me or i would have my laptop out and like watch videos um so something that was really natural and all my friends would come around and be like what are you doing i'm like let's let's learn about roth 401ks everybody <laughs> oh my god i love this is giving money nerd energy like me yes. i was the same way like i loved it like i love to listen to everything read everything and then i would try to tell each yeah. other and each other was like yeah i don't want to listen to you it took me a while to convince <laughs> him so i understand <laughs> that's hilarious and i still do coaching to this day like as a coach um, I still get coaching, so I'm continually learning and just mm -hmm. growing in my field of like personal finance. Mm -hmm. I also just going back to your money story, I just love how your parents, your, your family like instilled in you, like really, you know, there's also like some like they instilled in you healthy money habits. And also there are also, you know, habits that, did, that didn't serve you and gaps in knowledge. But I think that's part of like just building generational wealth, you know, especially in communities of color. It's like, yeah, maybe your mom couldn't, didn't teach you about investing, right? But she did teach you about like saving and living below your means. And I think that's part of just like generational wealth, right? It's like, yeah, if I ever have kids or with my nieces and nephews, my students, I'm, I'm going to be teaching them those things too. So when they start, it's going to be a different place from where we started. And that's just, you know, a lot of folks feel like, oh, like they feel like a full sense of responsibility of breaking these intergenerational curses when it comes to money. It's like, no, that's too much responsibility, right? It's like you do yep. some for yourself and then it, it's going to, it's a generational um, effort, right? So I, I love your money story. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, I like that you bring that up because... I did feel a lot of responsibility in my early twenties to do all the things mm. to like set my family up and like do all this stuff. And like now, like <laughs> on the tail end of my twenties, so weird to say, I'm leaning more into, I've done a lot. I've done enough. Like, what do I really want to do? What do I enjoy doing versus like, Oh, I have to do this for a family or I have to do this for the future generations. Um, it's definitely a lot of unlearning, um, but yeah, my, my time right now is really leaning into what feels good for me mentally, emotionally, physically, that mm. also serves my higher purpose of educating other nurses. If this podcast resonates with you and you've been wanting to feel more confident with your money, then I invite you to apply to our 90 days, get your money right, private coaching. Private coaching is for you if you've been wanting to improve your money mindset, organize your finances with ease, begin investing, and start building the life of your dreams. For more information on our private coaching, check out the episode show notes. If you are enjoying our podcast, please, please leave us a review. It really helps our podcast get found by other amazing listeners like you. Plus, we love reading all your reviews. They really warm our hearts. Thank you. I love it. I, really I love that. that. Yes, I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, what is the money win that you are most proud of? Yeah, um, I think it definitely would have to be starting a business. 
um, just because I'm learning how to create a stream of income that nobody else in my family has done before. Mm. Like everybody in my family is a nurse, a dentist, a teacher, like all in the helping profession. And no one has ever branched out and took that entrepreneurial path. Um, and it's hard. You guys know how hard it is out there. So the income that I am making for my business is is a financial one I'm so proud of because it represents a nurse on the other side of that screen, like resonating with my story and believing in my story and believing in themselves. Mm -hmm. So that other stream of income for my business is a financial win that I'm, I'm really proud of. Ooh, and what is, what is your, cause I know like a lot of like immigrant parents are like, so what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, and then when you left, when you left the profession, like what, how, how did they respond to all of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so I'm going to try to keep this short, but there was a lot of things happening in my life at that time. So like moving halfway around the world, quitting my job, just got married, um, got a puppy. So there was a lot of things going on. Um, and my parents have been really, really good at respecting my decisions. And it definitely was not like that early in my life. So I think for them, they saw I was doing something different. They definitely have voiced hesitation, but it was all out of a place of love. Um, but they have overall been supportive and like my mom's a nurse, so she like blasts my stuff Aww. to her to her unit. So it's very Aww. sweet. So um, but but in a nutshell, I don't think they understand it completely, like with how just an online business works. But I can't complain. Hmm. And and so once you reached Costa Fi, like you felt very comfortable um, pivoting to becoming an entrepreneur because you knew that like, I already have my traditional retirement set. So anything that I do now is just for me to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, I mean, you guys educate me. I don't know if there's a term for this, but we actually hit Coast Five for like early retirement too. So in mm. 15 years, which will be like in our mid forties, if we don't invest a single dollar, we'll, we'll be good for early retirement. So hitting that threshold is a sense of like, you ask different questions, right? As you build wealth. And the question, once we hit that point was like, what do we enjoy? What can we spend our time doing where yes, we're generating some income, um, but it's not work that drains us, that empties us, that doesn't like feed our soul. And luckily, my husband loves his job. Um, he, like we joke about how he's going to keep doing it forever. He works in sales. Um, and I, I de unfortunately didn't feel that way with nursing. Like I loved helping people, but I didn't feel the sense of like, oh, I want to be nurse X on the floor who's been there for 30 years, who still worries about, can I get PTO for my vacation? Can I see my kid's soccer game? Am I going to have to work Christmas? Like I didn't want to have to ask those types of questions down the road. Um, so yeah, definitely hitting Coast by for early retirement was helped us pivot and ask better questions. I love that you bring that up because I feel like it just shows like gener generational differences and like because you were yeah. able to like build that amount of wealth now you're asking different questions and your parent the questions yeah. that your parents are asking and that's the power of money right that's the power of of you building wealth because then you're able to ask different questions yeah. than the previous generations and i think it's just so powerful to reflect on that and to and to acknowledge that you know also so and i have are asking have been asking ourselves very different questions from our parents just because 
we we are growing up in a fundamentally different context, right? But like I just think it's so it's so it's so powerful and beautiful that you're able to ask yourself these different questions because of the belt the wealth that you you and your partner have built. And I think that's amazing. Um so that being said, if you can give one piece of financial advice to another woman of color, what would it be? It would really be to start over here in your heart and not in your head. Um, you can be smart. You can know all the strategy. You can watch all the YouTube videos. You can do all that stuff. But unless you believe it in your heart that you're worthy of all the wealth, all the things coming your way, no amount of YouTube videos, podcasts, courses, coaching you purchase will be worth it because it really has to start from from inside and believing that you can do these things, that you are worthy of everything. Mm, yes, I love that. Yeah, because because you can know everything, but it feels so uncomfortable and weird to get started and scary to get started. And so, yeah, so I really love that you share that because like when you work on your relationship with money and you start believing and you start taking the steps, that's when you start building the confidence. It's not really knowing everything. It's actually taking action. And that's what builds the confidence. But I know it's really hard. Um, so we always say just take it one step at a time. Something Start with something that feels less overwhelmed and then move on from there. Yeah, exactly. Small steps, but do those small steps consistently and you are set. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so we wanted to move on to our money achievement questions uh, so we can get to the tea. So if you won $1 million tomorrow, and this is $1 million after taxes, so you'll still <laughs> oh, have $1 million. Oh, I love how specific. Okay. <laughs> what will you do with the money? Okay, so... I was very specific and I broke down the numbers, but I have three <laughs> things that I would do. So number one, um, number one, I would like bridge that gap for my parents for retirement mm. and like retire them early. Um, they, you know, they brought us to the U.S. for us, not for themselves. And so they really have this desire mm. to go back home and just retire early. Um, so I would use a portion of a million dollars for that. And then the second would be um, to buy is super specific <laughs> to buy my husband a Rolex watch. Okay. It's one of those purchases that like is super specific. We can't justify at any point like with where we are right now. But like if you have enough, it's like I would want to splurge on him because mm. I would not be running my business, doing what I'm doing without his belief and support. Mm. So that would be number two. And number three would be funding like a luxurious vacation in the Philippines for all my family and friends. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I got super specific. Please invite us too. Yeah, please. I'm trying to go to the- <laughs> Yes. Yes. Please. <laughs> I'm going to be praying to the gods that you win the lottery for $1 million yeah. so you can invite exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. I'm also, after hearing this too, I'm also manifesting a partner who's going to want to buy me a Rolex. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm manifesting that yeah. for myself. I, If I'm, if my yeah. partner is not going to want to buy me yeah. that or, like, at least wish they had the funding to do that, then I don't want to yes. be in that relationship. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next money cheese myth 
tea question that we have is, what is your worst purchase of the year? This one was so hard to come up with, but I think it would definitely be, see, I have like two or three in my head, but I'll, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do the first one. So we moved obviously. And so we did spend a lot of money on like furniture and like, I'm introvert. Like I love all the stuff in our apartment, but like looking back, I'm like, we probably could have done like, okay, with just spending a little bit less. So we splurged on like a really nice TV and like all like the kitchen appliances, which like great, fantastic. But looking back, I'm like, we probably would have been okay with like a cheaper one. No, girl, I, I feel you on that. Like, that's actually similar to what happened to me. Like, well, I mean, I was actually, I didn't splurge that much. But when I got my apartment here in Nashville, like, I, I just bought a bunch of new things. And, you know, I'm thinking about maybe moving to Mexico City in a year or somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, well, I should have been, I should have bought, like, not new stuff, you know. But it's okay. You know, it's a learning process. It's a learning exactly. process. Be gentle. Exactly. Because if... If I do move again and the new place where I move again, now I'm going to have like this extra experience that I'm going to be even more intentional, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. It all builds up on top of each other. Yes, yes, yes. Well, April, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom. We wanted to ask you, where can our listeners find you? Everything is Nurse Money Date. So I'm most active on um, Instagram, but my website is nursemoneydate.com. Uh, I have a free quiz on there if you want to learn about your net worth. It does all the math for you. Um, so everything across all social media is Nurse Money Date. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm sure folks will, will are going to be very much um, inspired by your, your advice and also your story. Um, there's a lot of for sure, a lot of parallels in, in terms of your story and, and the stories of the listeners that we have. And so that is all for today, folks. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And remember to live, teach, and secure the bag. If you took anything from this episode, please take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Dream Teacher Project.